Welcome to the 64th episode of the Nerdum and Other Nonsense Anime Podcast. Today, we are bringing you the second half of our fall 2018 season's first impressions based on our first few weeks of shows. As always, we include timestamps in the description of the YouTube video and podcast feed if you only want to hear about one or two specific shows, since we pretty much spoil everything. My name is Becom, and if at first you don't succeed, destroy all evidence that you tried. <laughs> With me are my hosts, Kat and Leo. Hey. Hello. How's everybody's week uh, been? <laughs> my week right. has been fantastic. It's been red, dead, delicious. Mm. I, I think I might actually pick that game up if I do get all four days off for Thanksgiving. So <laughs> It's really good if you like petting dogs, but not if you like petting cats, unfortunately. Oh, oh well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a cat story, though, if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. So it's it's pretty interesting. So a uh, guy at work, he's got this cat that basically showed up last year and decided he owned him. <laughs> so that's, that's he, what he, happens with cats. Like yeah, they, so they pick their owners. Mm-hmm. He's had this cat for a year, no problems. So he was afraid about getting cold this winter, so he was gonna he was letting it get used to coming inside and stuff. And then it started just like shitting on everything. Ooh. And then one day he saw the cat acting funny. And you're oh. like, oh, no, you're not shitting on it. So he gets up to go after it, <laughs> ends up cornering it, grabs it like by the hind legs, uh-huh. kind of like that area. That uh-huh. cat turns and I guess bit a chunk out of his hand. Oh, it's, It was so deep that he said with each of his heartbeats, it would splurt a little bit blood and he had to go get stitches for it. That's oh. how hard this cat fucking bit him. Oh, shit. <laughs> a hardcore that cat. That cat was like, listen, dude, you don't fuck around when, <laughs> when I'm shitting. Leave me the fuck alone. Do I go into the bathroom when you're taking a shit and try and grab your legs? No, dude. <laughs> That's what that cat was thinking. Yeah, but like it. Yeah, he had the, his hand still pretty much wrapped right now. This only happened like a week or two oh ago. Oh my god, but, that's yeah, amazing! Dude, he told me that, and I was like, "Have you ever watched Pet Cemetery?" Because Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, but that's my crazy cat story. He still got the cat. He's like, "It lets back outside." <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, hmm. How's your week been, cat? Any good? It it has been good. I had a fun time on Halloween. Went dancing. Mm. It's crazy. Uh, Do you have a good morning, cat? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Don't bring that video up again. Oh my god. Oh god. All right, let's get this podcast started, guys. Uh, let's yes. go full throttle. <laughs> oh, let's go full no. throttle, boys. <laughs> and boys. Fridays, we've got Pedo <laughs> Maid, also known as Uza Maid. Yeah. Oh, roll. Show's uh. awful. <laughs> the Japanese title is Uchi no Maid ga Uzasugiru. Uh, the source is a manga. The studio is Doga Kobo. And the director is uh, Masahiko Ota, who's well known for doing Hamoto Omaro chan and Gabriel Dropout and Yuru Yuri, stuff like that. Oh, um, how they have fallen. They went from Humoto Umaru-chan <laughs> to this bullshit. That's just sad. Well, like, I will say one thing, though, that is very similar is, like, the OP and ED music is very annoying, like, Humoto Umaru-chan and Gabriel Dropout. Well, I liked, I kind of liked Gabriel Dropout. It was, like, endearing type of annoying. But this one, like, the OP that's just, like... Why, 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 
why, why, why? I just hate it. I hate it. I want to kill myself. <laughs> I hate it so much. Well, oh, I don't God. I don't hate it. I I like the obnoxious music sometimes. Like I like the Omar Chan song because it's like, yeah. Like, but yeah. 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 All right. Let me let me just kind of lay out the quick premise real quick. Uh, okay. Sure. Bame is a retired military person. She has fallen in love with this very young and cute girl named Misha. Uh, she's in a creepy God. love with this fucking girl. Oh. oh, I'm getting there. She gets hired on as a maid <laughs> and spends most of her time creeping on Misha. And the show takes it like a step further when she kidnaps Misha with her dad's permission and takes her camping. Then she yeah, openly no. admits to trying to force Misha to get Stockholm son- Syndrome. I was mm-hmm. like, no, just fucking lock her up. I'm done with this. Yeah, <laughs> but th- this is the person the crowd should be chanting lock her up about. This person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I also want to note that the show does make a point of showing how super jacked she is. Like, you can play this xylophone on her abs, for Christ's yeah, sake. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah. Rips. Okay. So, first of all, the first offense, in my opinion, is from the beginning, this bitch just keeps repeating that she wants a young white girl to dress up. <laughs> several times mm. several times she repeats this and at first i was just angry and offended and i was like why the fuck is this so like this emphasis like she has to be a white girl and then i'm like oh i, I took a step back from my own cultural context for a second tried to think like a japanese person i feel like this is probably because in japan like dolls and stuff are like very like the blonde dolls, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She, she's mm-hmm. thinking like she wants to like dress her up dolls. like a doll, so she wants yeah. like a blonde, like doll like girl to dress up. I think that's what she means. I don't think, I think in, in Japan, this is probably not seen as racist. It's probably us thinking that this <laughs> is isn't that weird how that works? <laughs> yeah, for sure, but it's still fucked up from our perspective. Rightly so. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Like, my big problem with the show, so it, I feel like this show is, like, trying to have its cake and eat it, too, in the sense that, like, it tries to have these, like, endearing, like, parenting moments where Misha is learning to, like, cope with the fact that, like, she lost her mother as a young girl and now, like, this crazy made as her new mother kind of and is taking her to do things and like getting her out of her shell but at the same time this maid is making speeches about how like prepubescent girls are like the pinnacle and like once you have your first period you're like a broken person and like trash yeah yeah it's fucked up it's It's like it's most beautiful before it starts to like fall or something bullshit like that also, there are creepy moments like the point where she's washing her underwear and then she's like, yeah. oh, you should, you should wipe, wipe better. better. And like, oh, I clean them extra good. Don't worry. And I'm like, that's fucked up and weird. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. It's weird. Um, I'll say my favorite part of the show, though, is Misha's like pet ferret. Like that thing is really cute. Yeah, it's kind of animated really well. Mm-hmm. Um. The show in general is like kind of nice looking, like it's pretty decently animated. Like I'm not going to take anything away from it there, but it's just like so skin crawlingly yucky. The show that, is like, trash. I just can't. The show is like yeah. decently produced trash. I don't know why they bother with this shit. Throw it in the garbage can and find something better to watch. 
end of the story. All right. Uh, and that would not be the next show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the next show is called Miss Vampire Who Lives in My Neighborhood from Crunchyroll as well. Um, the Japanese title is Tonari no Kyuketsuki-san. It's a four-coma manga adaptation from studio Gokumi and Axes. And the director is Noriaki Akitaya, who directed Bakuman, um, like Active Raid, and a couple other shows that like nobody has really watched. So, <laughs> but yeah, Bakuman was actually good, but that was a great manga. So yeah, yeah. You saw that last show we just talked about. Well, let me pitch this: What if Misha <laughs> is a vampire instead, and Subami is a lolly herself? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much that the show. I I watched these. <laughs> two shows back to back and once i got done with this one i was like they're almost the exact same thing <laughs> it's really weird <laughs> yeah because um like yeah the girl in this one like really likes uh dolls as well oh, like yeah. akari she yeah I, I and so she that. meets this vampire in the forest right mm-hmm. uh, named sophie twilight which is okay sophie twilight is sophie a really good twilight. vampire name right <laughs> i like that vampire name. it's really cute okay um but yeah like so she's like oh my god you look just like a doll and like i have all these dolls at home and like i want to move in with you and like yeah it's it's honestly because there's like no age gap it's much cuter well okay there is actually an age gap though is the thing with this well, show because sophie as a vampire is 360 years old is it cuter um, though because, like, hmm. because now it's just prepubescent girls like crawling all over each other and being like "Ooh, it's not sexual because we're young but it's still sexual Ooh. like it's yeah, creepy and sophie even herself says like can't we just forget about age and consider me to be like 13 forever like forever 13 i'm like okay okay show i guess but like She's been living for 360 years, so, like, she kind of has the awareness of an adult, and it's, like, a little weird. I don't know, but it's, like, obviously the show just wants to have fun with the whole, like, cute little girls, like, all over each other. Yeah. Jury shipping, love triangles, blah, 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 you know. I get a little oh, icked out with shows like this where it's, like, ooh, these girls are haven't hit puberty yet, and they're all over each other. Mmm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a little, it's uh, me. At least the Yuri Bait shows that they're a little older. Like I can, I can be like, well, it's Yuri Bait, but that's fine. But like when it's too young, I'm just like, why? Yeah, know. at one point it's also revealed that like Akari's whole family is like she is. They just love like little girls. Like her, they like show oh, yeah. her mother specifically. And I'm like, oh my god, that household. Burn it to the ground with them inside. This person, this girl's family, did like just let her move in with the vampire, like just in the first episode. They were just fine with it. They were just super laid back. They were totally on board. They were like, "You get to go live with a lolly? Of course." (laughs) That is so bullshit, though. Like that that would never happen. I don't know. And also, like like, the vampire (laughs) orders all her blood online. So, like the darker aspect of the whole vampire thing is just completely blown out the window. Like it's gone. Yeah, it's know. played for yeah. comedy mostly because they're like, oh, God, they're so scared of her in there. And she's like, I'm ordering my blood off of Amazon now. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> I just wish that shows uh, like this know. and Uzu made, like, couldn't we just all agree that we don't want them anymore? And then we could, like, save this money that the industry wastes on these every season and, like, put it into some of the other shows. So, like, Gurazini could actually be decently animated and, like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I That's wish like, that was the case, but yeah. there there is a decently sized audience for these shows who are willing to pay for Blu-rays and merchandise, yeah. and they Those know that audience people. is there. So I know. don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. 
but I'm glad you exist. You know. Yes. <sighs> they're, they're just looking at it from a business model perspective. Will this make us money? Yes. Then we're well, doing whenever it. <laughs> I say things like this too, I'm aware that I, I've like started to sound old and I'm like, what's happening <laughs> oh, sure. to me? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. It is the children who are wrong. Not us cat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, boy. let's move on to a show that's not about 13-year-old girls. It's called Hinomaru Sumo yes. uh, on Crunchyroll. If they were uh, 13 years old, it would be better. <laughs> just a bunch of 13-year-olds the with their boobs hanging out, like with nothing oh, on. Just <laughs> Yeah, you'd like that. All right. Uh, yes, the Keijo yeah, was already made. So. Jesus. Uh, Studio Gonzo, the director is um, Konosuke Uda, who directed stuff like Lovely Complex uh, and a bunch of One Piece. And there's also co-director Yasutaka Yamamoto, uh, who directed Jutsu wa Watashi wa, which I like barely remember, and uh, Servant Deck Service. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this um, is an anime about sumo wrestling, basically. Like, the main dude, Hinomaru Ushio, is like striving to become a Yokozuna which is the highest rank in the sumo wrestling world. Problem is, he's like a real pipsqueak. He's very short. He's like too short to even be like regulation high, like tall enough to become a Yokozuna. Yeah, but he's um, jacked. Yeah, he's totally jacked. He's ripped. Um, and like he's going, he's on his way to this like uh, school that is like sort of a powerhouse in sumo wrestling. But he bumps into this kid named Ozeki, um, cause he's lost and who has a much more traditional, like sumo wrestling build, like big belly, like big thighs. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozeki, by the way, also is the name of the rec- uh, the sumo wrestling rank that is second only to the Yokozuna. Um, so he's, I don't know. I assume that's what his character is going to be like the second to Hinomaru. Um, and so Hinomaru is like so impressed by Ozeki who's like built his own like outdoor, like sumo wrestling ring that he basically decides to just go to this different high school instead like that he just ended up at by accident uh but they get into trouble because these like delinquents have taken over the sumo dojo at the school and they like want to fight and then like hinomaro like faces off against this like delinquent leader guy named yuma who's a karate champion and hinomaro Uh, pretty much just handles him you know oh do you like that guy cat (laughs) he's okay i don't know so like this anime (laughs) It's not bad. It, I like the fact that it's covering a sport that like I've never seen an anime made about before. Um, <laughs> and it's nice learning stuff about sumo. Like, because I had no idea that if you if you touch the ring with like anything other than the your feet, you lose. I thought it was basically just yeah, like, like Japanese yeah. wrestling. Yeah, I really like that learning about the sumo stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. cool. I like how he's going up against like different martial arts art styles, like the mm-hmm. karate guy, and then they introduce the MMA guy who wants to be an MMA fighter in the U.S. Yeah, um, you how, know how, the traditional sumo guy. Yeah, yeah. However, like, it, I, it like this doesn't spark for me this anime, and I, and I think it's because the challenge with any sports anime is to engage the audience with the struggle. It's very similar to shonen in that way, the sports genre is. Like you want to like kind of know that eventually the main character will win, but still be super invested in them like fighting to get there and like suffering with the losses and feeling inspired when they're training and everything. I don't know. And, and for this show, I think they they make it too easy. Like, things just happen really easy for the main character. Like, he beats the thug in the first episode. Like, it's nothing. 
And then in the second episode, he immediately beats the judo champ guy like super easily as well. And then they both immediately well, vow to join the club. They're just showing how like strong his resolve is because like that's what they're focusing on. Like he's super dedicated to this, and he's like he's not gonna let anything stop him. Well, because. So. And, and mm-hmm. I get that, like, some an- some sports anime are all about, like, the main character has so much talent. Like, like Major is like that, right? But when, when they do that, and it's a good sports anime, they'll put some, like, really difficult challenges in front of them. So even though you see the character is super talented, like, there's it's still hard. Like, and, and I don't think this is hard enough yet. Like, I'm, I'm not like, oh, no, you, you know what I mean? And so because of that, right. it's, it's not as good of a, of a sports anime. I think that's what it is. Because it, it has all the things in it to be a good sports anime, and yet it's not engaging. And so that's my hypothesis as wa- as to why. Like, what's happening here as, to make it not amazing? Because it's good, it's just not great. You know? This started off on the wrong foot for me, too. Because, like, literally the first scene of the anime is, like, a train groping, where the main character saves this girl from this guy trying to grope her on the train. And then that girl is clearly going to become the uh, the club like uh, manager. It seems mm-hmm. after the first couple episodes that I've seen, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, uh, that's such a cliche way to introduce <laughs> like a romance or something. Like it's so dumb. Also, like there's another girl who's like the the karate guy's younger sister, who's oh, like a total yeah. siscon, like sis, a brocon, whatever. I don't know. Um, She's like, I, I hate know. you. It's just, yeah, yeah like, you beat my brother. I, I, hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's super yeah. pissed. But like, like, yeah, it's just yeah. generic is like the best way I can describe it. I, I don't hate it. Like, I don't love it. I, it's just fine. And I, I think, think you'll hear us saying that a lot today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the bottom line is it just, we think the show's fine, but it just didn't click. It doesn't any have that special something. Mm-hmm. And, and I always hate it when a sports anime comes along and it's almost there, but it like isn't there. Because I like sports anime a lot and I want to cover them. And I, we can't, you know, it's just not good. Good enough anyway. I did go watch a bunch of sumo wrestling videos on YouTube after this as I was like researching like Yokozuna and stuff like on Wikipedia. And then those were pretty awesome. I highly recommend checking out some sumo wrestling videos. But. Oh, I, I thought it was kind of weird that like all the sumo guys are super jacked. But like whenever <laughs> I've seen sumo, it's they're like never jacked well i yeah, assume like, that they're jacked <laughs> but like they're jacked under the fat so you can't see their muscles I, that's yeah, what i always yeah. assume right yeah you need that weight to push people around and also to like make it hard for people to push you around so mm-hmm. yeah anyway should we move on to another sports anime yes <laughs> okay so, gurzeni money pitch season two is mm-hmm. on crunchyroll did either and it's from of all you- the same people yeah, did either of you watch this, or is it just me? No, because I never mm-hmm. finished the first season. I feel bad, uh, but I didn't want to just jump in without finishing it. Yeah, so you're I think not it's a baseball it. guy here. <laughs> yeah, I know, you were supposed I, I really to help to me with it. these episodes. With some of the, it's fine. <laughs> I got this. I will so, do my best to help you with what you what you say about it. <laughs> okay, so Gurusani is interesting because unlike most sports anime, there isn't that hype factor that we were just talking about. It's it's almost I, I almost hesitate to put it in the sports genre because the feel is very different. It's so realistic as opposed to being like, we're gonna beat this goal. You know what I mean? It's very like mm-hmm. what an actual middle of the line player feels in the professional sports world. There's no like, and then he went into the game and he did this amazing thing and then he won and it was great and yeah, it, it, it's not like that. It's right. like if, if Bamba wins, it's like a small win. And when he has setbacks, they're tough, but like 
he can get past them because that's reality. That's the reality of what happens in the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the first episode, they do show some interesting, they kind of show Bamba as more talented than they showed him in the second, in the first season. Like he uses a lot of fake outs and stuff, which I am not familiar with a lot of the kind of fake outs that he used, which is what I was hoping you (laughs) you would explain better. Um, but but cool. he do, he does some like interesting plays that I was like ooh that was cool. Um, he breaks his wrist and then it shows him having to sort of like how such something so small like as him making that decision to make a play in this certain way leads to him breaking his wrist and then has this profound impact on him and it, it's like the difference between him getting a promotion basically and him being at the same level and having to work himself back up to the level he was at before. And it's just frustrating. Do you know, do you know if he broke the the wrist that he throws with or the one that he catches with, with his like glove? I think it's the one he catches with. That's a big difference. Yeah. That, that makes, that's more realistic to me because if you break your throwing wrist, that can be a a career ender for a pitcher, depending on how it heals. Yeah, no, because uh, he, breaking, he was like, trying... Pitchers have broken their offhand wrist and come back from Yeah, because it, it wasn't like a big deal. He was trying to like basically get this guy out. And he did a bunch of <laughs> tricks. And because someone else on the team fucked up, like, that didn't work. And so he was trying to chase after him and get him. And like, he right. got him, but then he broke his wrist. So, um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, and then it, it's an interesting episode. And you, and you get to see sort of like what happens when a player gets injured and how that can affect everything um and then in the second episode you kind of see like he has bomba has this weird like resentment towards his his like teammate who his teammate has a family and he's about to have a kid and he also almost has this like safety net because his wife's family owns like a bakery i think it is and so after he retires from baseball like he's just going to run the bakery and he's got everything set up like he's not worried you know and bomba doesn't have that like bomba's fucked if he retires and he doesn't have anything um and so you kind of see like he's a little bit resentful of all of that um and that was interesting to see i bet that is kind of hard for a lot of players cuz like the the future is so uncertain <laughs> Um, I don't know. There's one point in this episode, like in the second episode where the guy finds out his wife who's about to have a baby is like going to have a C-section and they act like she's going to die or something because (laughs) she, she might have to have a C-section. And I'm like, it's fine, dude. Calm your tit. Like, I'm assuming C-sections are like just a lot less common in Japan or something because he acts like she's about to die. And he's like, they're going to have to open you up. You might die. And I'm like, calm down, dude. (laughs) It's a pretty common procedure. Very common here, at least. Yeah. So I'm wondering if if in Japan, like it almost never happens or something. Uh, Because that was interesting. Um, One last thing I'd like to note. The new ending animation with the baseball players dancing is really cute. I would definitely say if you're interested in watching the second season, just wait for the after song and like watch because it's the same song, but they've done new animation for it. It's really cute. Um, Has the general animation of the show just stayed around the same level as yeah, last season? Or? It's, okay. it's still like subpar, um, but like the anime okay. as a whole is so good. I give it a little bit of a pass for its subpar animation. Okay. Hmm. Um, so, 
I think that's fair. You know, yeah. the animation isn't the end all be all of everything. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right, are we ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Yep. So next anime, Bloom into You, which is Arian on High Dive. Uh, the Japanese title is Yagati Kimi Ninaru, and the source is a manga. The studio is Troika, who I re- always remember from making Aldnoa Zero. Um, director is Makoto Kato, who directed uh, The Beautiful Bone, Sakurako's Investigation. So, this is a story about two high school girls. Uh, one, is, <laughs> one is a freshman named Yu. Not you, you. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> who gets recruited uh... to be a part of the student council. Uh, at a school that takes like the student council really seriously, it seems like I don't I don't know like just super serious student council on this school. Um, and she meets a girl who is running for student council president, who's a little bit older than her, named uh, Toko Nanami, and they bond because Yu has like never felt her heart race for anyone who has ever like tried to like go out with her or like who's ever like had human contact with her like she just has never gotten excited in a romantic way about anyone and she's like going around the school to find like the student council building which is like way out in the woods on the school grounds and she sees toko turn down this boy who confesses to her and as she's turning him down she says like i don't plan on going out with anybody who asks me out it's not you and then like lets him go uh, and so you confides in Nanami that I, like she feels really apathetic about love, and but she has this boy who like confessed to her like two or three months ago who she hasn't responded to yet, which is like, girl, just give him a no, <laughs> like <laughs> like at this point like he's been waiting for months. Well, just they tell also him. they were also used to hang out all the time, like even out of yeah. school sometimes. So like they were best BFFs. They're friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she'd been feeling conflicted about that. And Toko kind of helps you let this guy down. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the first episode, because of that experience, Toko is like, I think I'm falling in love with you. And I don't know about you, Cap, but for me, that felt like super fast. Did did that feel fast to you? I mean, it was like it did go fast. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the synonym of the show is eventually I will become you. So what they both found out is that they're both seeing themselves in each other, specifically how they both look at love. So like, you know, they're both, Mm. their hearts got racing and then, you know, to them that's like, oh shit, is this it? (laughs) So. Well, the thing is like, well, Toko's heart is racing and like you is kind of interested in the whole situation, but she's very much reserved in that like. She, yeah. It's very one-sided, her, right? Especially as it goes on. Well, her but, heart racing moment was earlier when she saw Toka getting uh, confessed to. Yeah, so, I suppose that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, Kat. What do you think about the relationship between these She's two? She's going to be disappointed. I don't hate this show. <laughs> oh, well, I thought. Yeah, I was wow. sure that Leo would hate it because, like, it reminds me of um, what's that show from like two seasons ago that Leo hated, the romance show. Suki Gakure. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that. more. Oh, that was more than two seasons ago. Yeah, that's but, way yeah. Well, but it reminds me of that, except between two girls. Like, it's very, like, shy and, oh, we don't know what love is and we're discovering it and discovering, like, ourselves and growing up and all of that type of feeling. 
Um, and so I imagine like there will be a lot of coming in age, coming of age like themes to this anime, um, which is its own thing, and people really like that some. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was sudden, but I feel like they they probably felt like they had to tr- do the trigger quick so that they could get the audience interested. Because if they yeah, I suppose yeah, if they drew yeah. it out anymore, like you're not gonna watch the rest. You know, you you only give a show like one or two episodes, and then you decide if you're gonna watch it. So I'm assuming they they needed to do something. So it makes sense to me why. So you know? unlike a lot of other romances, why I don't like them is they always seem like superficial and just like I don't know, just don't like them. But those, yeah. these two actually seem like there's a depth to it. They're like there's almost a rhyme and a reason to why their love may potentially work. I don't know where it's going, but I, I do like explodey things, so I probably won't rank this very high on my list. <laughs> it seems but very reflective. It does. And I like I that. was mm-hmm. getting extremely distracted at times because their club room looks like it has black mold on fucking everything. <laughs> the walls, the ceilings, oh the floors. God. Like every scene they're in there, like because they're like have this detached uh, club room, and it's like in the woods, and it just yeah. looks like the place is run down the shit. And I'm, I'm just like, they're all gonna die choking on the fluid in their lungs. That's how this anime ends. <laughs> like, there's actually a scene in the uh, the OP where it shows both of them lying on the ground, and then like thorns like growing around them. So maybe Leo's right. Maybe they die in the club room, and nobody comes from them, and then like go, go. The, the forest grows around them. Oh my you can God. take like every single screenshot if you look at the walls. It looks like some black mold that grows in the fucking basement on those things. I'm, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was a very good art. It looks cool, like it's really detailed, but <laughs> I don't know what the, like the shadow Leo, effect they got. The Leo is gonna come into this fucking club room with like a mask and like a spray bottle and just be like wiping down everything. Like, no, this needs to be fixed. Oh, oh as bad God. as that place looks infested, it looks like you don't have any choice but to fucking tear it down. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, the way I the way I felt about this was like at the end of that first episode, like when uh, Toko is telling you that I think I'm falling in love with you. She also get this like kind of crazed, almost yandere look in her eyes, which is like mm-hmm. it was weird a little intense. It, it was. Uh, and then in the second episode, I felt it got a little, little bit even more tropey when Toko kisses you, like, out of nowhere without her consent to mm-hmm. show that, like, the love she feels for her is, like, romantic love. And, like, don't be confused. This is not a, like, girls being adolescence phase type of thing. Like, I actually am in love with you. And, like, you has zero reaction to the kiss. Like, and that was kind of weird to me because, like, she has this inner monologue about how she feels like I should have been angry to have my first kiss stolen, but I'm not. But I'm also not excited about kissing her either. <laughs> She's just really weird personality uh, and almost, I don't know, like, almost asexual feelings about love. Or at least, I guess, better way to put it would be pre-sexual. Like, she has not gone through a sexual awakening moment yet yeah. where she feels those types of feelings. Yeah, I just um, don't think she's ready yet emotionally to be there. Like, she wants to be. Like, my thought was, like, they both have these very idealistic, naive ideas about what love is that you have when you're young. And then mm-hmm. as you get older and you are in relationships, you learn that things are not like that. You know what I mean? Um, and you and you get yeah. more mature ideas about love, um, and so that's at play here. I don't know, like 
it's it's interesting. It's yeah. It'll be interesting what they do with it. It could be really good. It could be shitty. I'm but just really in it. I'm in mm-hmm. it to figure out how you is going to develop. I don't really care about Toko as much. Like she's kind of interesting, but like you is definitely the fascinating character in the show. And I'm very curious, like how they develop her character. Um, yeah. Yeah. She needs a, yeah, she needs some more progression with her, uh, character personality, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're hoping for, I guess, is a good character mm-hmm. progression. Yeah. Speaking of girls with absolutely no personality, you did not. Okay, we're gonna fight. <laughs> the title uh, in, Jap- in Japanese is Irazuku Sekai no Ashitakura. Uh, the source is original, which is always fun. Uh, the studio is PA Works. Ooh, we like that. And the director is Toshia Shinohara, <laughs> who directed A Lull in the Sea. Uh, Red Data Girl, Black Butler, mm. and a bunch of Inuyasha movies. Okay. Ooh. So, so go <laughs> ahead, Become. Why don't you just smear Fine. some shit all over this fucking anime, and then I'll, then I'll invite yeah. you. These two are going to go at it, and I'll just say I'm pretty much going to agree with everything Becom has to say. So oh my I'm God. stepping away. I'm not getting, I'm not getting oh. caught in this crossfire. Okay. <laughs> So I've written a lot here, Kat, about like the setup. So like, feel free to interrupt me when you want to, because I'll be just going on forever because there's a lot. But so <laughs> okay. yeah, the story the story follows a girl named Hitomi Sukishiro, who is kind of a loner. Um, and I, in my opinion, she sort of seems to be a loner by choice, because like mm-hmm. in the very first scene of the anime, she's going to New Year's fireworks, right? And a bunch of friends from her school run past her and notice she's alone. And they're like, oh, come. All, all the girls from our class are coming. You want to watch fireworks with us? And then, like, she turns them down. Uh, and I presume that's because she's promised to meet her grandmother there tonight and not because she's just, like, antisocial. But, like, when she gets on her own, she says to herself, I don't mind being alone. And saying that over and over again will eventually make it true. And that just rung really <laughs> hollow to me because, like, she has all these friends like asking her to do things and she's like oh i'm alone though <laughs> but yeah so it's, it's this is the type of character i just okay. can't stand also leo and cat are having like a battle in like the, the google dot right now it's really funny <laughs> okay um yes okay i can understand why you get irritated at her character and it is kind of like yeah. a sasuke type character like i'm alone yes and i'm gonna be dramatic yeah. about the fact that i'm alone no, no, no. But, but, like, she's not that dramatic. Like, it could be worse. And I think it's yeah. sometimes... And, and just because someone wants to be a loner doesn't mean they're necessarily a bad character. Like, you can't, you can't be like, just no. because someone wants to be alone, I hate them. Fuck off. Like, I mean, there could be but reasons why she's But she's sad about being having, alone and has all these opportunities not to be alone. But she's a young fucking kid. Like, you don't know what she's, she's been through. <laughs> you don't know what her story is. You don't know what fuck. Well, that's her another up problem life? I have. <laughs> okay. So we get this vague backstory, right? Like Hitomi has when when she was a child, she could see colors, but she has now lost the ability to see the world in color. She sees it in shades of gray, which in like the real world would be diagnosed as like monochromatic vision or something called achromotopsia, which is typically congenital, but can also come from like illness or injury to your head uh, that can cause you to only see the world in shades of gray. 
the anime isn't too interested in that. Like, it doesn't explain why well, she lost her vision. Okay, so so this is my no. theory. My theory is this okay. is like some sort of magic curse thing. And like, it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like an emotional metaphor for some fucked up shit that happened to her, okay? That's my theory. Mm-hmm. If it's purely an emotional metaphor, I'll be a little bit pissed off. I would really appreciate it if they would kind of hook some of this magic into the reason that she doesn't see color because otherwise it's just going to be bullshit and I don't like that. I don't usually yeah. like it when the modern world type thing gets mixed with like there's magic in this world, which they did here. But if they if they right. hook it in and they make it like, oh, this is the reason, then I'll be a little less annoyed. So that's that's my theory. I don't know about you. Uh, my theory is like we don't see her parents at all in the beginning. We just see her grandmother, who seems to be sort of like in charge of her. So I'm wondering oh, yeah. if something terrible happened to her parents, and oh, yeah. that she- is all part of the reason. Yeah, yeah, so, some fucked say- up shit happened. Like there, there's going to be yeah. some like like flashback scene with like her crying and like them dying in some terrible way. <laughs> And that's why she sees the world in black and white. It's going to be like some Some, Harry Potter. But only sometimes. It's going to be some Harry Potter level shit that went down and she has a curse. And that's why she can't see colors. Y'all. That's that's what happened in here. (laughs) I want to say her grandmother pulled pulled kind of a dick move when she's like, you're going back in time. And she's like, what? I'm going back in time. I'm like, "Ah, that's kind of a dick move. Even if your intentions are good. (laughs) Because she even says like, oh, I'm sure it'll be sad for you having to leave behind like everyone you know and your boyfriend and all that. Like, and she doesn't even know if she has a boyfriend or not. And I'm like, how fucked up would that be if she had like friends and a boyfriend and everything? And she's like, oh, you'll never see them again. Bye, bitch. Bye. (laughs) And like, just sends her back. Yeah, so at least at least she does ask. And like her grandmother has been saving up magical power from the full moon uh shining on this like amulet thing for literally 60 years. And so she sends her back 60 years in the past. Okay, but th- this um, better be a damn good reason. Like if we find out this is all yes. because like oh, she has emotional problems and and we knew she would have them somehow 60 years ago. And so we've done this just to make it so she do- she works through her emotional shit. I'm going to mm-hmm. be pissed off. I'm going to no, be really I think this pissed is one off. Of those, I think this is one of those time travel stories where her grandmother knows that her granddaughter was in the past because it already happened. So she knew that she had to save 60 years worth of magical power for her granddaughter in the future. No. And the show is not going to be interested in <laughs> no, explaining or, any of or that. Or it could be interesting and there could be some grand thing that she has to fix. And in the process, she fixes her emotional bullshit. That would be really See, interesting. Think, that would be a good anime. I, oh, man. I, I really, I don't know. Like, so she goes back in time, right? And she ends up in this boy's bedroom, like, which I don't think is a coincidence. Oh, but, but you I, know that it was hilarious. Like, and I, no, it's not a coincidence, it but it made for a really good time for the first couple episodes. Like, with her yeah, sneaking like, out the window, and everyone's like, ooh, they were doing the dirty, and she had to go out the window. And it was great. And yep. everybody's <laughs> so bloodthirsty for the for for babies to be made. They're like, no, this nobody says it's a bad thing. They're like, it's okay, just have her come out the front door this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like his his mom is like, yes, this finally, <laughs> like a beautiful girl in your room. This is all I've ever wanted. <laughs> like, yeah. I just wanted um, you to have sex. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, like so they're in like Nagasaki of 2018, and that's the past. Like she comes from the far future. They don't do too much stuff with her being like 
you know, stranger in like a strange time. Like, well, they the only do thing do the is thing like, with um, the door. They do a couple things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like how she expects things to be lighter. Like somebody gives her a band aid because she scraped her knees. She's like, "What's a band aid?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I like the door. Yeah, so like, I'm like li- literally, it just it, it's one flip. Like it's not hard. Like she's sitting there and like <laughs> trying, and I'm like, "Come on." I know you're a smart girl. You have a brain in your head somewhere. You can figure it out. Come on. Well, she was kind of freaking out at the time, so I let that slide a little bit. But yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Know. So she gets introduced to all these people, and everybody is in, like, the photography slash arts club because it's, like, two clubs that have joined together to, like, have enough members. Um, and the kid who does art is named Yuito. He's the boy whose bedroom she landed in. And, of course, like we said, like, everybody thinks they're dating now because, like, a couple of the girls took cell phone video of them or of her climbing out of his window. But, like, eventually that kind of gets, like thrown to the wayside like people figure it out that it's like no this is something else um but by the end of the first episode the thing that really is important that happens is that yuito is drawing on his tablet in color and for some reason hitomi can see those colors now like that like a leap off his tablet and so she's like oh my god this boy showed me how to see real colors again he's gonna fix all of my emotional issues <laughs> um, <laughs> because that's all you needed life is to find a boy to fix your emotional issues oh my god yeah <laughs> that's not a good and that's so, not a good theme <laughs> yeah i don't love that theme <laughs> but like okay so like i actually watched four episodes of this and i'll just say like briefly like third episode they set up a bunch of ships between the three boys and the three girls in the photography club. And fourth episode, the grandmother, who was not initially there in the past because she was, like, studying abroad in England, comes back as a teenager who is Hitomi's age and just, like, starts hanging out with her. And she's, like, when she gets back, like, I guess her family has already told her, like, oh, by the way, your granddaughter is here for some reason. And so she meets her granddaughter and she's just like, oh, hey, how you doing? And, like, gives her a hug. And she's like, you're my granddaughter. Cool. And that's it. Like, there's no, like, tension or anything. And then by the end of episode four, they, like, tell all of the other classmates, oh, by the way, she's my granddaughter also. And they're all like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) They just, like, accept this. Like, it's so ridiculous because I guess they're used to magical worlds and they can, this is fine. But I don't know. I, like, start thinking about, like, what impact it would have on the world if a mage was powerful enough to send people back in time like that would create utter chaos (laughs) like it would be terrible well i imagine you wouldn't do it too often because like you'd have to plan it for 60 years right well that's the thing right yeah yeah that's i think that's the caveat but yeah it wouldn't happen too much but i'm sure like sometimes it would and then it'd be bad but yeah It was interesting. Yeah. I think it's a good anime. If for no other reason, then we can fight about it all the time. It'll be great. You and me. That's a good point. Going at it. I would enjoy fighting about this (laughs) constantly. (laughs) It's also gorgeous. Like it's beautifully animated, though I really don't like her character design. Like I really don't like her like round face and how she's like, oh god, I just I hate everything about this character (laughs) cat. Let me tell you, like like if just cross everything in the world off the list that I don't like about anime characters, and it's this girl. The only way she could be worse is if she was a lolly with (laughs) twin tail drill hair. I don't know. I think that I think Peacock might like that a little better. Like it might improve his opinion of her. Well, I would understand why she acts like a child all the time. Uh-huh. Like like, well, I love her confirmed. 
You all heard it here. Don't listen to this bullshit he tells you about how he doesn't like lollies. All right, no. we gotta move on to uh, a show that totally doesn't have lollies. Oh my uh, gosh. Called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah. So more JoJo. I mean, come on. Uh, what's interesting is the character designs. They've moved away from like just everybody being super jacked to like a much more leaner look, which mm-hmm. is so, interesting because so everything Leo, before this, everybody's like jacked. What? I need you to tell me how hot the guys are in this anime. Like how sexy are they? <laughs> well, they still follow the theme of being like this almost androgynous kind of in a mm-hmm. way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even though they're uh, they're not as big as they are, they're still all like just sculpted muscles. They're all statues, chiseled statues. That's all they are. Like the uh, animation they, from frame to frame, though. Like, could you could you drool over this and be like, mm, "That's some hot ass." <laughs> Like, uh, if yeah, this was your uh, sexual preference, definitely for sure. <laughs> Leo, do you want to do you want to lick some people? No, after that the girls in the show are definitely over everybody. But let's be honest here: either you're a JoJo fan and already watching watching this, or you're not. Uh, but pretty much, really, yeah. yeah. The what they're doing for this uh part is they're following Giorno Giovanni, who is Dio Brando's son. Which is hmm. extremely interesting, and if you don't know who Dio Brando is, he's basically the biggest antagonist in this series. It, it, the uh, guy who was like, "It was me, Dio," like the the quote. Yes. Okay. It was me, Dio. Yes. Con yeah, me. Dio <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's interesting? Uh, Kochi from uh, Part Four, Diamonds Unbreakable, Breakable, has already made an appearance in the show. So it's, I mean, all the, all the parts are I, I, tied together. It's all still the same world. But uh, not very rarely do they you see somebody from other than like Jojo himself <laughs> come from mm-hmm. a previous season. Hmm. Well, I guess I, Co- I keep Coach saying, is very popular. I keep saying eventually I will watch Jojo. And I and I almost did. I was almost like, maybe I can just jump in. And then I was like, no, I can't. I'd have to start from the beginning. And that would be a pain. You, you can. Uh, mm-hmm. Just only a couple parts here and there need to be filled in. Uh. But it's... Uh, it. it, it the show itself does usually do a good job, but like I would say, man, I mean, I, I, obviously, I would love everybody to start from the beginning. But because well, yeah. I keep seeing pictures of the show, like this particular part five, mm-hmm. and like the guys posed do look really hot, and like it, and like the comedy aspect of it, like the comedy that I've seen, makes me want to watch it as well. Oh yeah, they but, they, uh, they just take everything, and he, uh, the creator, just like goes nuts with it. Um, I started on uh, JoJo's Stardust Crusaders and was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think I've been making my could. way through the first season. Like I finally got past like the first arc, which I didn't like very much, uh, mm-hmm. and into the second arc, and I already like it so much more. And then I just jumped into a couple episodes of season, you know, five to just see what it was about. Yeah. And going from like part two to season five is such a like ridiculous jump because like the stands are so crazy. Like there's barely stands in part two. Like that basically shows up, I guess, in Stardust Crusaders for the most part. Yeah. And so it's like such a different tone that I was like, okay, I need to like have seen what led up to this. Uh, (laughs) So I'm going to keep working my way through it. But yeah. Like, yeah. I was huh. like, wow, this is nuts. <laughs> so, Kat, have you watched any JoJo? No. See, that's the thing. So, I've, I've been, like, giving it side-eye for a while. Like, I keep 
keep looking, like seeing like a clip and being like, that's amazing. And then being like, I want to watch it. And then there's always other things I have to watch, <laughs> like Hunter x Hunter and, and such. So eventually yeah, I will get yeah. to it, I'm sure. But that's why I had to quiz yep. you. I had to know the lay down. I, I needed to know how hot these dudes were and how funny these jokes were. Here, Kat, do you like guys with muscles? Yes. Okay, well, you'll like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I gotta, need to say. Okay. Oh, all right. All right, so now up, yeah. now we're going to do another long-term anime, a certain magical index. Did, did anyone watch this at all? No. Oh. No. I feel bad because like I, I was gonna give this like a couple episodes just to see like but like I there's so much I have to watch before this point and I just couldn't catch up on time. It's too also, much. my yeah. only introduction to this was like the first couple episodes of Railgun, which I watched a while back and I hated. So I don't mm. know. Oh, um, the director did Azamanga Dayo. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, Hiroshi uh, Nishikori. Yeah. Well, apparently um, like, we all I, fucking like, suck ass. We're sorry. <laughs> apparently. I don't know. This is a super popular light novel series, and there's a huge fan base. Y'all, uh, y'all know that people- if you watch the rest, you're going to watch this. It's fine. Yeah. Keep watching it. I, yeah, I know we'll like, some of our fellow up. podcasters, like Brains at the Trash Pandas, like, has watched all of this. Like, He'll probably do a review on this. Like, Go listen to him. He knows all about Index. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on. Uh, okay. Boarding school, Julia. If he's alive, Amazon Prime. Oh, oh yeah, apparently <laughs> he's probably fine. He probably did not. He had a workplace incident, but today we're not sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's bra- he, he'll survive. He always does. He'll survive. He's he's yeah. made of iron. Um. So yeah, boarding school, Juliet's next show, Amazon Prime. Uh, Japanese title is Kishuku Gakko no Juliet. It's a manga. Uh, studio is Leiden Films, um, and director is Seiki Takuno, who directed uh, Love and Lies, uh, Yamada-kun and the Seven Witches, and Seko Boys. Um, so I feel like the scene at the very end of episode one is like the perfect like, s- like snapshot of what this anime is going to be. So like yeah. they're screaming at each other. You, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Right, like yeah. they're like yeah. we're gonna battle again, and like the the two of them, <laughs> so it's like a Romeo and Juliet, you know, foil or whatever. No way. And, and they're <laughs> like we're gonna battle again. The two factions are gonna go at it, and like as they're about to do it, like the one go- they've just confessed that that they're they're he has just confessed her his love to her the night before, and they've agreed to start going out. And like it, the camera goes to his face, and his face is just like a big dumb love mask and his hair, mm-hmm. eyes are just hearts and he's just like I love you like dumbly <laughs> as as they try to fight each other pretending they're not dating that, that's basically this anime yeah it's weird because it's Romeo and Juliet except it's not because like in this version like in real Romeo and Juliet like Romeo and Juliet have never met but here like this Romeo has been in love with Juliet ever since they were kids and they've been hanging out the whole time well at least but, like, it makes she's more like a huge sundere towards him because at least like, they're older well okay because yeah. like if if they literally had just met like I, that makes no sense to me people don't just like fall in crazy love with each other well okay sometimes they do but you know <laughs> it, it makes more sense yeah. if they've known <laughs> each other okay I know <laughs> but then just don't call it Romeo and Juliet <laughs> But it kind of, well, it's like know. that forbidden love thing. Yeah, but yeah. 
It's yeah. true. And like the the warring houses are these dorms at their boarding school. It's like the black doggy dorm is the Montagues, oh, and the Capulets are the white cats. I don't understand cats. why why they made it the white cats and then the black doggies. Like why not the black? Yeah, why not dogs? like the white kitties? Like yeah, I was like, why, why is only the dog like cutesy? Why, why I was did like they do bothered that? by that? I don't know. Why. I know. I was too. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like. Thank oh, you, Vcom. We were on the same even... page for once. High five. <laughs> I didn't High even five. give it a thought. I was just like, yep, that's their names. <laughs> it's and like it's some anime. Of the, some of the black doggies try to like cut open Juliet's blouse with like an exacto knife at the beginning well, of this. First, like at, at first I was like, are they gonna pretend like they raped her and like this is gonna be a thing? Like, haha, we, we yeah. spoiled her innocence and that's we won <laughs> or something. That was my thought on what they were gonna do with that. But I'm, I'm glad that's but, like, not how Romeo it turned out. Romeo comes to her defense, but like he kind of tackles her off, like away from them, and so she's not like sure if like he attacked her or if he kind of like is protecting her, and so he like she like asks him that night, and then that's yeah, like that's what Cat was talking about earlier, where it's like she's a total sundere, and he's like clearly in love with her, and then they have to like figure it out, and like that's how like the rest of it goes too. It's like they each have like um, she has a guy in her faction who's like fawning over her. And he has a girl in his faction who's fawning over him, and they're both kind of jealous. And they're both tr- like Juliet and Romeo are trying to keep it a secret uh. that they're actually in love. Uh, I will say one thing going for the show is uh, the girls are pretty cute. Like especially like Juliet's pretty freaking hot. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's like probably, that's definitely a point in its corner. It, it would probably be a good anime to like put on in the background while you do dishes. Yes, but it it's not it's not amazing. Let's put it that way. It's pretty way. funny at times, though, too. It, like, it has some comedy. Like, I, yeah. It's got some decent comedy chops. Like, it's not, it's not like, by any means, like, a bad show. Like, it, it would be a fun show to watch. Like, especially group watch with a group of friends or something. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Unlike this next fucking anime. <laughs> Gakuen <laughs> Basara Samurai High School, which... This fucking show. This show is ridiculous. This, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and the way that it's ridiculous reminds me of like the current political election. Like the whole thing <laughs> from the beginning is like a chaotic, confusing mess. The this plot of the story, they don't even explain to you very well. They just kind of like go in and they're like throwing little bits at you, like in random ways that you're like, wait, what? What's happening? I don't understand. People are shouting things. People are fighting. People with giant egos are doing <laughs> stupid things for votes. This is exactly like the U.S. election. Right? I mean, <laughs> it you, is. I think you are on to something. <laughs> That's a pretty good comparison. Oh, uh, by the way, go vote. Go vote this week. That's all I have to say. Not, yeah. Off the topic of politics now. Um yeah, this is just like a spinoff of the Sengoku Basara like video game series and like anime adaptations that have come out, um, which are all about like you know the leaders of like Japan during the Sengoku Jidai Warring States period. Except now they're in high school and like Date Masamune is like the leader of the baseball oh, club God. and like another one is the leader of the soccer club and they have to fight each other for control of the field and it's like okay, this is dumb. Like this is it, so it's dumb. Chaos. It's, it's it has also- no plot. 
Uh-huh. While I'm watching it, I'm like, are they competing with Black Clover to see how many yells they can get into the <laughs> fucking episode? Oh my god! When, okay, when, but Mika, we when you known. went to go watch it, I go, I go for fun. Do uh, do a, a voice a vo- yelling counter while you watch it. <laughs> it was a lot. Okay, <laughs> but we should have known the moment we saw that the director made 18 IF, which was one of those god awful pieces of shit. That has ever Look, had the sad. Okay. He only made episode five of it. I don't remember. I think episode five was the one where the girl had like the eating disorder or something. I don't know. Um, I, I understand some people liked it. It was weird. Okay, it was. It was I, not actually, good. Cat, be calm, and I both liked it. We both. Gave it. <laughs> I know, Kat, well, you guys surprised. are we weird. Like that show. I love y'all, but you guys are weird. That show was weird. Okay. That show was super weird. Um, yeah. we, I think we liked the weird things it tried to do, and we kind of mm. laughed at the times it failed, basically. I, I can understand <laughs> sort of like laughing at a show and watching it because of that, mm. though. But but you have to admit it wasn't great. Man, so. I wish I nah. knew what episode that was. I would tell you what we, <laughs> what we uh, <laughs> gave it. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Sengoku Basara. Maybe if put... you're really into it. No, you don't know. don't watch it. I always put like 18IF <laughs> in the same category as like ED Live. You remember that one? That bullshit one? Oh, I didn't watch that, but I know oh. I know the show. Yeah. Oh, honey, I I try. I watched like 2 to 3 episodes of that and I was like, "Why did I watch this?" Yeah. That category mm-hmm. of anime where you where you're sad that you wasted your life. And you cry <laughs> a little on the inside as you think about it. Well, now that we've wasted our lives, yes. let's take a short break. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to our fellow podcasters who also regularly waste their lives talking about <laughs> yes. anime and wrestling and other things. Uh, All right, we'll, we'll see be you right in back. a bit. Yeah. Hey. Warning, the following clip may contain descriptions of explicit behavior conducted by Bishi boys. And that's not to say he didn't get physical. Quite the opposite, in fact. Our boy Kent was researching all the ways to please a woman. Pull this lever. And he put some <laughs> of that learning into effect, if you know what I mean. Let me give you a scene from the show that I really quite liked. My research shows that women find it pleasurable if men place their fingers here, then apply some pressure and begin to rub that area. <laughs> Do you enjoy that? Is it giving you pleasure? Please respond. I need verbal <laughs> Please respond. <laughs> I gotta get this out. I gotta get this out. Get it out. Please respond. I need verbal confirmation that this is something that you enjoy. <laughs> Heroin Sadie tells him that it's hurting her as he's rubbing her too vigorously. Ow. Despondent Ken removes his fingers and looks at them. Perhaps I applied too much pressure. Don't worry, Kent. Head pats are difficult to master. <laughs> <laughs> And that was Yata from the Reanimator Pod. If you want to hear more, you can check out our website. That's R-E-N-M-A-T-O-R-P-O-D dot com. We release new episodes every Monday. Hey. Hey. Do you like wrestling? Whether it be in a bar, an arena, some weird place in Asia, or in a stadium. Or the occasional penis plex. Well, if any of these things might tickle your fancy, anywhere in between from penises to wrestling, you can come and check out our podcast. Our podcast name is Smack It Down. We talk all things WWE, New Japan, anything else in between. I'm Jay Silver. I'm Corey Gold. And we look forward to you joining us. Happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day, indeed. The Trash Pandas bring you this nugget from another trash can. 
What happens when brains and bullets discuss episode two of One Punch Man? Pretty much gene splicing heads. They will oh, sp- yep, 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 yep. They will splice genes. They have a a cyborg gorilla. They have a frog that walks on two legs and communicates at long range. Like they got. You think it, they splice the Lion King? Yeah, they they have the lion. They have a lion beast king. And Simba. Yeah, he's Simba. I don't mean he's Simba. I mean he's Simba. We at Trash Pandas Watch Anime dig through the trash so you don't have to. You can find the Trash Pandas Watch Anime podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter where we get live updates from what we do. And we're back. Yeah, we're back with Saturday anime. And uh, why not start Saturday off with a show that has Re in its title? Because we always need more <laughs> shows like that. Yes, of course. Re-Ride D, which is also Derrida spelled backwards. I feel like every time is like, a director chooses yeah. to put Re in the name of a show or like the semicolon mm-hmm. or something, they should get slapped in the face. Like they can do it <laughs> and we'll all accept it. And like with a straight face, be like, okay. But but they have to be slapped in the face like full hard. Yeah, just once. There just has to be like a little bit of deterrent, like just yeah. <laughs> every time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Make Derrida sure they're dedicated to it. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is airing on Crunchyroll, and it was kind of weird the way it came out because it premiered on September twenty second with the four first four episodes all at once. Uh, I guess they wanted to like put all of that out there to get people interested. And then on October 3rd, it started again with uh, episode five. And it's like, literally, as we're recording this, there are nine episodes of the show already out. We've watched a couple of them. So, Jesus. Um, it's an original anime from Studio Geek Toys, which is a it's new a studio. Interesting. A yeah. <laughs> interesting name. Um, the director is Takuya Sato, who directed um, Asagao Tokase-san earlier this year, which I thought was a really good movie. Uh, Strawberry Marshmallow, Selector Infected We Cross, Steins Gate. And uh, also of note is the original character designer, who is Yoshitoshi Abe, who is very famous for uh, his designs in Haibani Renmei, Welcome to the NHK, Serial Experiments Lane, Textalize, all those sorts of things. Um, so yeah, this is like a sci-fi show where this guy in the past or had like created these like killer robots okay, basically but he, he didn't create the killer robots his his dad and his dad's business partners right have created Correct. these like robots and they're not killer robots they're like robots that can help you do like anything almost like there's a lot of sci-fi okay. like this right like it's, the anime is interesting in that it's, it has a very sci-fi tone that reminds me of a lot of sci-fi things that are not anime so it has a, mm-hmm. it, it, it's something I haven't seen a lot of anime do. Um, I'm intrigued by the world. Like, like he was saying that it's basically robots. And then he finds that the, the new line of robots that his dad's company is coming out with have a terrible flaw in them. That means that if a bunch mm-hmm. of them all get ordered to do the same thing at the same time, they could like lose control of them. And he tries to tell them this, like, we need to patch this. I have a patch. And they're like, well, but if we tell people that 
there's this problem, then like we won't make money and people will be upset. And so instead of patching it, we're going to just kill you. And then we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> is it called Skynet? because <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> i'm sitting here and i'm like are you guys talking about terminator or not i can't it, right <laughs> it, it really does feel kind of like something <laughs> like that which is why it has a weird tone because like it a lot of even sci-fi anime don't have a tone like that usually i don't know um and so they kill off the dad and they're like we're going to tell everyone you killed your dad <laughs> and they like go to get him <laughs> And he's like, oh, no, and he, like, runs away and somehow ends up in this bunker where he's like, oh, I've gotten into this bunker to hide, but it froze me in time. Um, And then he wakes up and it's been, like, God knows how long. And, you know, it's the future. I think, like, ten years, though. Just long enough for the little girls who he knew in the past to be of age. Oh, yeah, to be hot. Oh, oh, is so, what I noticed. Yeah. Oh, God. So, so I will give them credit that, like, the scene where he goes into the bunker and, like, then the time travel happens is really artistically mm-hmm. done. Like, I, I gave yeah. them credit for that. Like, the angles and the way they handled it was well done. The, even before he makes the time jump, though, the weight that he somehow is really close with this little girl, even though she's a little girl and he's an adult, is weird. Like, why the fuck is he so close <laughs> with that girl? Like, he knows the dad. Yeah. But, like, there's really no reason for him to be so close with her. And doesn't, like, his sister say something like, eventually you're going to be my sister-in-law or something. And I'm like, how the fuck? What? Like, she's so young. <laughs> what? Like, it was weird. And creepy. It was weird, yeah. And and like the it, way it, just, it felt like the the mm-hmm. author knew the author knows like oh this character is gonna be important in the future timeline so I have to set them up now even if it's really awkward to do that you know yeah. that's what it comes off like yeah it, it's creepy like you shouldn't I don't know it that part I didn't like but but I will say that the the setting is something new that I haven't seen in an anime before and so it is notable for that. So now you can say all the things you hate about it, Become. Go ahead. Uh, I think my main issue with it is just, like, I think the animation looks real jank a lot of the time. I think some of the CG stuff with, like, the car is decent. Like, it looks pretty decent. Um, not as good as, like, the fucking awesome CG car in uh, Double Decker or anything like that. But it, it's kind of fun uh, as they're, like, running away from robots and stuff. Um, and it's kind of funny that like the evil corporation guy is basically like young Donald Trump. <laughs> and he's like completely incompetent. And like, I don't know. I, I get a kick out of that. Like, so I kind of like that aspect. But um, I just haven't like when they introduce like the other characters, they all kind of felt like tropey to me. Like there's like the mercenary guy and he has this little girl with him who's super cute. And then there is the other girl who is like friends with uh, the little girl he knew from the past who is now an adult now. Um, And like she's going to help him find her. And it's just like, I don't know. It's it's interesting, but. I, I'm just not sold on it. And I, I guess it also just it's weird because like the way we do our release schedule, like we release we want to cover things like by week by week, basically. And this is so far ahead of us already. It'd be like, oh, wait, what do we cover like episodes four through nine next week? Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Jesus. So yeah, that I don't make know. Sense. I don't know. We have to think about that one, I guess, basically, because it's it's interesting. But I don't know if it's 
I don't know. I don't know if it fits our podcast. Yeah, we'll it might not it. fit. I don't know. But like, if you like sci-fi a lot, it might be something to try out just because it is so different. But be aware that there's weird young girl hentai-ness. Yeah. But that was definitely the weirdest part. Though where I am, and then I think I've got three episodes in. He hasn't met the future version of that girl yet, so if they're gonna be like a love interest or something, they haven't gotten there yet. So I don't know, but hopefully they won't do that. You know, that would be weird. <laughs> oh, but you know they're gonna. Don't even pretend that they're not gonna. Come on, <laughs> I this mean, is an anime. I don't want to say know I know. The signs. But I know. <laughs> this is like when when you go into the jungle and you see someone come out and they've got like a fever, and you're like, hopefully they don't have fever, and I hope I don't catch it, but you know it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you've seen the movies too yeah. many times yeah anyway alright <laughs> that was a All right, well, let's move on release the spice alright let's All release right. that spice <laughs> let the oh spice God. flow Aaron uh, on High Dive uh, this is also an original anime this was the best premise they could come up with uh, <laughs> Studio <laughs> Le Deuce uh, director Akira Sato who's a brand new director um, who honestly the directing in the show is not bad like so that's good job for that guy but um, alright this is a show about a bunch of high school girls that are secretly spies called Tsukikage who fight to protect their city along with other spy agencies around the world against an evil criminal organization called Morio uh, the main character Momo is like your everyday high school Genki girl uh, whose father was a police officer who died like I would say in the line of duty, they don't like make it like completely clear, but it seems like that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, and she basically hopes to follow in his footsteps in protecting her city one day. Um, and she gets the chance to do that when she's recruited into the Tsukikage when her fellow classmates figure out that she has like very keen observation skills along with one really weird, but useful skill. <laughs> So there, her, she gets invited by her classmates to this cafe, this curry cafe called Wasabi. And at one point in the conversation, like one of the girls is like leaning towards Momo and Momo just straight up licks her on the neck. And I was like, when that happened, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It feels it like they made, they made her ability like licking people to like find out how they are just so that she could constantly lick and kiss like all the other fucking girls in this anime to yep. be like Yuri-ish. Yep. That's all it is. Yep. It's bullshit. 100% yes. Yeah. This anime is actually very Yuri like as it, it gets on in the episodes too. Like of the of the anime we covered last episode with the guy and the drool. Why they gotta come up with these bullshit excuses <laughs> oh. for characters to yeah. kiss all the time? Ulysses, yeah. It's come on. Trope. I think this show is better than that one for sure because it's, it's like more it is fun. Better. Yeah, but, but it's still like, it's still not. So amazing. the question is, Cat, would you rather have a guy lick your face or drool into your mouth? <laughs> oh, you. That's not even a question. First of all, I've had both of those things done. It's gross both times. Um, but like, at least like, when well, someone... first off, I've had both of those done. <laughs> the licking of the face is better, but still, like it fucks up your makeup, and then you're like, dude, why, why you gotta be like that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> 
It's awesome. Uh, so anyway, like when she licks people, when she licks people, she can like tell a bunch about like their physical state, like in really like specific things. Like they're in a car later, and like she licks this character named Fu, and she's like able to tell like, oh, she's like two thirds angry at me and one third jealous at me. Like she's like, like it's so ridiculous. Um, we later find out that Fu is jealous because she's apprenticed in the Sukikage to this girl named Mei. And she's jealous that May recommended Momo to be a new sky for their a spy for their group because she thinks like oh maybe she likes Momo. It's just dumb, it's dumb stupid stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of the apprenticeships, like they're all kind of Yuri ships between the mentor and the younger spy. Like you could see it in like the OP and the ED. Like all the girls are paired up in pairs, and they all seem to have like eyes for like the other. Typically, except. Like, even, like, Momo is, like, like lusting after the girl she's going to be mentored by, like, Yuki Hanzoman, uh, who's, like, sort of, like, the leader of the group. And then, like, the third couple is this girl, like, Hatsume and this other girl, Goe. And, yeah, they're the, they're the Spice Girls, all right? They're, <laughs> they're the Spice Girls. Oh <laughs> Sorry, God. I needed to say that twice. <laughs> uh, and you can't stop me from saying it. And yeah, they unlock their they unlock their supernatural abilities by biting into like a little bit of a substance called spice. They take which drugs. Kind of looks like like a they cinnamon stick. They fucking take drugs. That's what they do. Oh yeah. Okay. It makes me think of the drugs from uh, uh ch- ch- earlier in the same the uh, double decker show. Oh yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. the overdrive and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because it yeah it unlocks their natural limits, which is just like double decker. So- um, Cognitive-wise and agility-wise. This show is about doping up a bunch of very young middle school (laughs) girls in order to get them to fight crime and lick each other. (laughs) Good job, Japan. Good job. (laughs) Sasuke, Japan. (laughs) Um... And yeah, we are- the second the second episode like introduces they have like a huge underground secret lair like their their spy organization has this long history dating back in Japan. It was founded by this woman who sold spice overseas. They have tons of money and like gadgets and stuff. And like the rest of the episode is like Yuki like brutally training Momo, the main character, and what it means to be a spy. And she kind of learns pretty quickly, to be fair, which is pretty cool. Um and, like, yeah, finally it's clear that, like, they're moving forward. Um, there's this group of four girls from Morio, the evil organization, who are going to be their nemeses. And there's, like, this angry lolly named Byako, who is, like, their first op- obstacle, clearly. But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fun Yuri action show. It's pretty decently animated. The music is pretty fun, like EDM. Um it's it's weird and I don't know. I don't I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's fine. It's a clone. It's, of, yeah. it's a clone of oh the good anime that actually Princess was Principle? Ch- yes. It's just a clone of Princess yeah. Principle. That's all. But with like a lots of like weird fan service stuff. Yeah, well okay. I don't, it's more Yuri than Princess Principle was as well. Though yeah, Princess Principle had some Yuri in it, for sure. And I feel like the characters aren't as strong in this as they were in Princess Principle. Like if they're going to do a clone, no. like if you're going to do a clone, then at least give me some aspects of the clone that are better than the thing that you're copying. Like otherwise I'm just mad, you know? Yep. Like if you improve on it, then maybe I can forgive you, but if you're just dragging along like on their coattails then it's like come on you know come on leo i know you want to say it i know you want to say it i do 
<laughs> well, yeah, you want to say, oh, you mean like Planet With Cat? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, but that was like a while ago. Okay, but like, that's an homage. That like that was years and years oh, after the thing that something that was literally a few seasons ago, and they're like, we're gonna copy it and make it more Yuri, and then we're gonna oh, have God. little girls do yeah. drugs, and that's our plan. That that's a different thing. I really okay. got that comparison in like the the end scene of the first episode where they're in the car chase and like uh, the girl jumps from the car to the other car and stops them because that's exactly how the first episode of Princess Principal goes. Yeah, and I was like, oh wow, that's very similar. Oh, that's crazy. Like, I did when I was watching the beginning of the episode, just when they were like, oh, young girl spies, and I, I was like, oh, like Princess Principal. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. then beyond that, I didn't really think about it. The only one of them that I like their character design is the blonde with the glasses. But that just might be because I'm a blonde with glasses. So I was like, a blonde with glasses! (laughs) Asume Eba. Yeah. That's the only one that I thought was actually, like, I would remember her. The other ones, the character design wasn't great. She looks like me. (laughs) 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 All right, let's move on. Okay. Uh, Next show is Radiant. It's on Crunchyroll. Uh, Source is a manga, and it's, I think it's based on a comic by a French artist, actually. Um, the studio is Lersh, and the director is Seiji Kishi, who's really good. He's directed Angel Beats, Assassination Classroom, Suki Gakure, one of the best anime that Leo hates, and uh, mm-hmm. Asobi Asobase, one of the best anime that Leo loves. Yep. So... Uh, it's true. Yeah, he, he, he's a hit or miss guy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> more hit than miss, I would say. But yes. Um. So yeah, it basically follows this boy named Seth who is a sorcerer. Um, he is known to normal people as an infected, in because in this world, like people who have come in contact with these monsters called like the Nemesis, uh, and live to tell the tale are these sorcerers, basically. And so a bunch of people, like, discriminate against them because, like, sorcerers typically, like, bring bad tidings or, like, things to their villages. And so he's really, like, heavily discriminated against. But, uh, yeah, he wants to be a hero. He wants to, I think, discover, like, the homeland of the Nemeses and figure out, like, what his powers are all about. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's pretty generic shonen, but I didn't think it was too bad like it was it was actually pretty decent it's hard to tell where it's going for the first two episodes but the art and animation was like real clean pretty good i just don't know if i'm like hooked on the like premise because it feels like not very different from many other things also the monster looks like no face from spirited away and i couldn't get it on my head the entire time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i could see that i could see that for sure i actually really like this I didn't like it mm-hmm. quite as much as a Karakai Circus, but almost as much. Um, right, yeah. I think it's a good shonen. There's not a ton these days that come out that are good shonen. Um, I don't know. I- I'm going to give it a few more episodes at least. Like, it's not amazing, <laughs> but it's definitely something that I'm enjoying and it's decently done. And I like all the mm, character okay. designs. Um, and, you know, it's a shonen. I like shonens. So. Yeah, this is a good season for shonen, like mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like yeah. there's a lot of shonen shows and I'm like, okay, this is pretty good actually. Like I would definitely watch more of this. I this feel is like one there's of them. more shonen shows than usual, too. 
Yeah, and just like not like necessary like the big long running ones. Though I guess like fairy tales back, but like yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have much more to say about this. Anything else, Cat or Leo? No, uh, no, I, yeah, no I, I would just it, say so. if you like Shonen, I would give it a few episodes because it's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I think hmm. it being then the same season as Karakai Circus makes it not stand out as much, but it's good in its own right. And it should yeah, be circus is killing it. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you like American loggers <laughs> or lumberjacking in general, oh. you might like this next show. Yeah. <laughs> Sword art online. Alicization. Uh, the source is a light novel. The studio is A1 Pictures. The director is not the director of the first couple seasons of Sword Art. It is instead Manabu Ono, who directed The Asterisk War. Oh. Oh. <laughs> also, the, the irregular at Magic High School. Were you getting right, flashbacks? You know, <laughs> the Asterisk War is, man, that show. Man, yeah. that's bad. Um, yeah, um... So yeah, Kirito, that old dog, he's up to his shenanigans again. This time, he's testing out a new prototype of full-dive VR technology for a company literally called Wrath. It's like, Kirito, they're called Wrath. Like, Asuna's like, well, you know, Wrath is actually a creature in Alice in Wonderland. But I'm like, Asuna, it also sounds like the word Wrath. Like, tell Kirito (laughs) to stop this shit. Oh Um, my god. So that might have been the first indication that, like, this wasn't a great idea, but the new VR tech claims to have discovered the secrets of the human soul, which they refer to as a fluked light. Uh, and by using a machine called a soul translator, they are able to send the person's soul into this alternate world called the underworld, Why which is another reference to Why always got to have, like, special names for everything? <laughs> Like because the soul oh, super cool and important special. cat, okay? <laughs> the soul translator and the Look, world the soul they translator call abbreviated the as SLT, and just... the flute light, which is actually abbreviated as FLA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're very important, okay? Uh-huh. Which so, they refer to as the flute light. Oh my god! <laughs> when Kirito comes out of the dive, right, he's testing for these people. He's like got this confidentiality agreement, and like they're able to make it so he doesn't remember anything that happened. So like, there's this huge long scene in the beginning of the Wait, first episode, what? and he agreed to that. Yeah. Yes, what he did. Bullshit I, is Kirito this? is a madman, cat. Why would you <laughs> agree to not remember anything? That's like a date rape drug waiting to happen. Like, you don't know what happened. (laughs) Kirito has gone through some shit. He's made some very bad and questionable decisions in his life. And he continues to Uh, do so, apparently. I don't know. Like, (laughs) the first episode is over, it's almost like an hour long. Yeah, yeah, it's like 47 minutes or something. That's not an episode. I think they wanted to have that opening Mm -hmm. part where he's with Yu-Gi-Oh! and Alice in this fluked light world, sorry, on the underworld. Um, and then he comes back, like they have to have this whole intro and then he comes back and they wanted to have the, the rest of the episode be with like, oh, hey, here's Asuna, here's Sanon, here's all these characters you know, and we're going to explain the premise. So they wanted to wrap that all in one big episode. But, I don't uh, know. I just think Kirito is stupid and like he makes <laughs> stupid decisions. You would be right about that. He has no brain. <laughs> and someone needs... Actually... Why is Asuna not, like, making decisions for him at this point? Because she seems to be, like, more capable 
Like, why did she not look at this agreement and be like, no, Kirito, like, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be some fucked up shit like before. Let's not do this. Let's just. <laughs> instead. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> let's, instead, let's when, when he tells her, decisions. she's like, I'm scared, Kirito. This seems like a bad idea. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, it's totally fine. Like, also, when I go in there, uh, it's like I spend a month in there and it's only three days. And she's like, are you OK? <laughs> And it's only a company called Wrath that sends you to a place called Underworld. Uh, Flags? Anybody? (laughs) Also, it's this guy from the Ministry of Affairs who asked me to do it, and I don't trust him at all, but I'm still going to do it. But yeah, she doesn't stop him. No, that would be too much. Also, needs to start taking control of their relationship and being like, listen, we've... We know that you don't make good decisions. From now on, I make all the decisions. Because, like, he's not smart. I don't know. It yeah. frustrates me. Also, like, when he's telling Asuna and Sinon all this, they're in a bar, and Agil, who is one of the characters from Sword Art, like, uh, the, the initial season, is just there, like, cleaning glasses the entire time, listening to this entire conversation, and he has... You would think he would have something to say to Kirito about this. Like, he's seen Kirito do all this crazy stuff before. You would think he would be like, yo, uh, Kirito, this is a really bad idea. Like, you need to stop. Does this ever start (laughs) off well? Ever? No. (laughs) Oh, my God. Speaking of starting off well, like, all the time Kirito spends in this underworld, he is basically, for the most part, with this guy, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and he's literally just with him sitting by this huge tree, chopping at it with an axe. Because this tree keep, that is next. <laughs> he keeps like putting strikes in the ground. And I'm like, this is your life now? This is what you're doing? Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Pretty much. It's so <laughs> boring. Uh, the first couple episodes of this anime, besides the part where they're back in the real world and they're talking about the like everything that's happening behind the scenes, like everything in the underworld part is so boring to sit through like it's starting yeah. so slowly um and I, I i hate it because like the original sword art i loved the start of that anime it was so exciting like and i guess they feel they need to have this big setup before they can do exciting things and well, okay. it's just like all right please get on with it i will forgive them for the know. boringness of the beginning if they will reward us with not having the end of this anime be dog shit because as much yeah. as I liked yeah. the beginning of both season one and season two of Sword Art, the ends of those anime are always dog shit. Like, they give you the really good part at the beginning, and you're like, I liked that. And then they, like, follow it up with some terrible bullcrap that you would then have to digest. And you're like, oh. But So if they reverse it and it gets better over time, that will actually be an improvement, and I will take that. So we'll see. True. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the animation yeah. style is interesting because like of the uh the parts where they're in the video game cuz like mm-hmm. it's it's like kind of CG-ish and it's probably like the best CG I've seen other than Land of Lusterus cuz that's kind of like artsy CG but like this is hmm. pretty good, you know. It's yeah, a- it's like a lot of digital I don't I think it seems like digital hand drawn and some CG elements for sure. I mean, it looks nice like it's a big you know, popular show, it should look pretty nice. Yeah, I just um, was I was impressed that they did something like not totally hand drawn and made it look decent. 
Yeah. They still make some questionable decisions, like in episode three, where Kirito is taking a bath and then he looks down into the bath water and it looks like his head is his dick and it's really weird. <laughs> 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 Wouldn't that be funny if someone had a, just a second head instead of a dick? Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Hmm. I think that <laughs> terrible thing. It's I don't know. Thing, it, you can make it, it sounds work. Sounds like the things of nightmares. You can make oh, it work. God. What if you were gay and you just had a head, a second head instead of a dick? I think that might be good. I don't know. <laughs> you might like it. <laughs> if you what's, say so. What's the next show become? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we can move on. Sword art. Like I'm, I'm worried that it's just going to be chopping trees for forty episodes, but I assume it's going to get better. I what assume would ha- it's going to get What better. would happen when you had to zip up your pants if you had a second head instead <laughs> of a dick? The next show is is Gridman. Okay. S S S S dot Gridman airing on Crunchyroll. Also known uh, as Jap- Thighs the Anime. <laughs> the Japanese title is Rika Takarada's Thighs the Anime. Uh, the source is a... It was actually from a live-action tokusatsu TV show originally, that, which is oh, kind of cool. That's really interesting. Yeah, like an Ultraman-type show. Um, yeah. The studio is Trigger, who've done fantastic anime like Darling in the Franks and nothing else that I can remember. Uh, <laughs> its director is Akira Amamiya, who uh, did Inferno Cop and Ninja Slayer from animation for Trigger. So some of their smaller, more fun projects. Uh, Leo, oh, what do you think about this I, one? I don't know about you two, but I find this show a lot of fun. I think the visuals are mostly okay, and I think the soundtrack is pretty great as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a lot of mystery on what's going on, and I'm looking forward to like the answers to these. Hopefully they do that. Uh, well, there's one thing that's bugging me, though. It's that tens of thousands of people would <laughs> basically be dying in these attacks each time. Yeah. So not to mention entire buildings would reappear the next day and nobody would be in them. So I just wonder if they're going to ignore this or we might see the effects of this playing out in the world, which would be really cool. But like to me, that's just like a big hole in their plot. And I'm like, what? They can't. Every time somebody dies, you just can't make them disappear. Well, it's kind of weird, right? Because like there's one like from one episode to the next, like their school gets destroyed and then it magically just reappears. But like a couple of the students are missing. Yeah. And it's like specifically shows like the gym getting hit. Mm-hmm. And that they take out like the volleyball club, I believe, which was a couple of her friends. So like I feel <laughs> like it's kind of just isolated to the volleyball club practicing in the gym at that time. So that's why they're the only ones that disappeared from the school. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when you see the monster battles, they're like they're destroying entire blocks. Nobody's or nobody is surviving this. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I think it's pretty awesome. I really yeah. do like this show. Uh, um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. It's like okay. it's okay. Yeah. It, like it's very stereotypical to me. Like I know it's it's like a next and the next like this big line of the same shows in the series or whatever. And I'm sure Planet longtime with. fans will love it and Planet like with. suck its dick and be like, I love this Planet show with. so much. But like, Planet with. Oh fuck what? off! Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing. I can like tell Planet what you were saying until the last time you said it. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with you, you fucking... Okay. Anyway, this anime is very (laughs) bad to me. 
it's I don't know. It's it's a stereotypical boy who loses all his memories. He gets a mysterious power. He finds out he can control this mecha thing. It's very formulaic. I'm like I said. I'm sure people who love the series will love it. Wait, it, are you I describing can, Planet With or you know Goodman? what? You know what? <laughs> I want to hit you in the fucking face. We live in the same state. I can do it. Look, this can't be Planet With because there's a girl who looks like she's not wearing pants the whole time because she has you a know, long hoodie. You know what this doesn't have that Planet With has? Like what? plot and like thought and and philosophy. That's oh, what this doesn't Kat, have. I disagree. It has both plot and thoughts. <laughs> and, yeah, it has T-H-A-T thoughts. 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 <laughs> it definitely has thoughts. Big TH yeah. for those thoughts there, yes. I, yeah. There is a thread on Reddit today of 390-something pictures of Rika Takarada from fan artists all over the world who are just glorifying the thighs. Before. Not to mention... Yeah. Before I and that's just the Rika fans. The then there's the other girl who has, like, feet... And all the foot fetishists are coming out like, oh my god, Akane. sweaty feet. Yeah. 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 Uh. Before I even started this, I think there's only one episode out. I was just on Twitter, and this was right after the Bowsette thing. And I was like, what's this new meme that's going on? Why is everybody obsessed with this girl's thighs? <laughs> oh god it's been fun watching the fan art like i didn't get it at first but i do like as i watched like the second and third episode of this i did get into it i like the mystery i like like the older guy that showed up and started like helping them out like he fixed their like super old computer Yeah. yeah yeah and like he can like cut apart like a huge thing with his sword like he's he's pretty awesome like i like the character designs like they stand out and they're being redrawn for a reason because they're really great um yeah i don't know like can and we, I, i'm in it for the mystery it's pretty fun can we I talk about yeah. how this guy admitted to hearing voices for several days and yet none of his friends <laughs> took him to a psych ward that's true that is true that's to be kinda... fair, like his the things he was hearing did sort of Rika, come true. I believe Rika did bring him to the hospital at least but, twice, though. But so. yeah, but like <laughs> she didn't like call a psych ward and be like, "Listen, he's still hearing voices. This is very disturbing to me." Like you don't just let someone walk around who's like, "I see things that aren't there. I hear voices." Like you don't. I do believe that. this was resolved. This was resolved within the second day when the other two kids then could hear the voices also yeah so. but True. like yeah it w- it had been a couple days though by that point like you would think yeah, that they would be teenager. more concerned she's like oh it's a phase he'll snap out of it <laughs> yeah they're probably not putting too thought <laughs> all i'm getting from this is he has no real friends like this kid before this like no one liked him That's we don't I'm even saying. know he might be an alien like the guy He's from Planet a- with all right all Leo, i'm gonna fucking come for you you want me to come for you <laughs> Phrasing. It's got your name on it. Alright? You know who's coming for you, Kat? You know who's coming for you? The Goblin Slayer is coming for you. Oh shit. Good transition. The Goblin Slayer (laughs) on Crunchyroll. The source is a light novel. The studio is White Fox. And the director is Takaharu Ozaki, who directed Girls Last Tour, which is a really damn good show. Um, Also, um, Kenichiro Suehiro, who did the music for Girls Last Tour, is also doing the music for oh, the no show. Oh, no way. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Kat, did you get to watch Girls Last Tour? Yeah, I love that show. Thank mm-hmm. God. 
you were about to lose your host job if you said anything <laughs> oh, else. Oh, you fuck, you know. <laughs> wow. We're, 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 wow. We're, we're having some clashing times today, Leo. <laughs> to back so off, like a brief back synopsis off this, uh, of this ledge. All right. Uh, so this anime starts card. off with this this D and D group of adventurers who are real like rookies, but they're like real excited about like going off to like do their first quest or whatever. Oh, yeah. And uh, they go into this cave and they want to like their and quest is pawned. to defeat some goblins. <laughs> and uh, it all goes very wrong because they're like super arrogant and they're super they're uninformed naive. about the realities they don't understand they're, they're naive yeah they're all. naive yeah they're not, yeah. i don't like, I didn't one take of them it as really them being really arrogant like they're just not they're not smart they're just dumb i guess yeah i guess they're yeah. dumb and naive yeah um the main priestess girl who is actually going to survive this encounter is the one who's like really worried about the, the whole thing rightfully so and so they run into this group of goblins and the goblins like set up a great trap and they like get them all fighting on their own because they're again very young and not experienced at handling something like this. And so they kill the first guy, they rip the second girl's clothes off and like <laughs> snicker and like go to town on raping her and then like the the show like shows you her like lifeless eyes and like drool coming out of her mouth as like she's like going through this. Um, they start like ripping the clothes off another girl and then like, you know, things are looking really bad. And then this, this absolute unit in a suit of armor shows up. (laughs) (laughs) This God among men (laughs) shows up and he's like, I know how to handle this shit. And he just, you know, he he basically (laughs) takes control of the situation and slays the fuck out of some goblins. Uh, and yeah, like. All right, I I have a whole bunch of issues with the way this show is first like okay, set up and like delivered. But you say it's heavily delivered. sexualized. Okay, you say the ri- it I'm, is. They rip okay. her clothes off. They put her in doggy style. They, like you see her boobs. Okay, like, but like, like how are they supposed to cover a rape scene without it being slightly sexual? They, it is first sex. Of all, they, why did the why did the goblins have to rip her clothes off in the first place? Well, because they're going to fuck her. Good they can't fuck her. They can rip her bottom clothes off. They didn't have to rip her top off. I don't think they give a shit what they rip off. <laughs> I don't think they do either. These goblins have definitely you, don't give a fuck. Have you ever right literally that. ripped someone's clothes off? It's not like you're very surgical about it. Like, I only need this part. Like, you're just ripping at things. Like, Well, it's, the whole thing is weird. because so, so, like, we find out there's, like, no female goblins, right? So, like... It's. I assume the only way goblins can reproduce in this world is with, uh, like other species. Human females, yeah. And so, and I guess human females, maybe other females. I don't know, but like he, at least human females. And so, like, I don't know. You would think they would be like less like crazed and excited and more like, oh, we have to do this to survive when they're like, but they they like have this like happy giggling thing when they're like going to town on her, and it's like what. Like why? So they're clearly they're supposed to be like absolute evil, and like we're supposed to want them to be defeated. But it just like didn't make to sense to me. Evil. I just think they're supposed to be like animalistic and like. Yep, I agree. Animals with have like a drive to have sex. Like they don't enjoy it like we do, but they have a drive. And I'm assuming, but they're that's not animals because they have like but, shamans and they have like but you know like, like they're well, like semi, what's the show say they're like proto people. That's dumb, what I but think they're, not they're supposed idiots. to be. Yeah, like they're supposed yeah. to be proto people. Like they're not supposed to be as smart as people, but like close, right? 
Right. So right. that's. Yeah. I don't know. I think this this anime has a lot more violence than it does sex in it. Like they're they didn't even yeah. sexualize the rape scene that badly. Like I wasn't. I came into this anime. It could have been all worse. of the stuff yeah. that I heard online about it, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be terrible. I'm going to hate it." It's not that bad. Like the rape scene. I mean, it didn't offend me. Like I, I mean, I hate that so, it didn't. One of the things that annoyed me the most about it was what happened later on, where you see that girl who got raped. She she gets pulled out of there, and she's put on a cart and sent off to a convent for the rest of her life. Basically, because the girls who get raped in this anime are mind broken for the rest of their lives and can't come back from it. Apparently that did annoy me a little because like the whole trope of like once a woman is raped, she's just irrevocably (laughs) damaged and can't ever move past it. And is mentally scarred is is to your imagination if they got better or not. I guess so. Like maybe she'll come back later on, but I don't. I don't expect her to. Well, the show said never heard from her again, so she's probably out. So (laughs) I I will agree with you there. It's annoying. The second episode. I had more Mm -hmm. problems with the second episode, honestly, too. Like why? Because they introduced this girl named Cowgirl. (laughs) And (laughs) who called her Cowgirl? That's literally the name of her character. It's Cowgirl. Everybody in this anime is kind of called like what they are, like Mage or Goblin Slayer or Cowgirl. It's Musume Ushikai. Isn't that horse? uh, No, trust me. Her name is Cowgirl. Like I I know this to be true. Uh, And it's because she's got big udders, Leo. Okay. (laughs) I get it, but I'm just like, why? But here's the thing. Okay, like, so Cowgirl's village was raided by goblins when she was younger. Okay, before you go on. I yeah. read this. I think you got distracted during a scene, but go ahead. Okay. So she like she goes off to the city for one night when she's a little girl. And so she's not there when her entire village gets raided okay, by you goblins. Didn't, you didn't miss it then. Okay. No, I don't, no. Okay. I still think this is completely unrealistic, but like I, I understand what you're going to argue. But like so she's not present when her village gets raided by goblins. Correct. Goblin Slayer is there as a little boy. He's under the floorboards and he sees like his... He sees all this, yes. Like like people getting raped. I think Rape, it's his sister. destruction, yeah. killing. Yes, yes. Um, and so she doesn't see it, but like she knows that like goblins are a constant threat and that they typically come for women for a very specific reason. Yet she sleeps naked her entire life. In- okay, number one, seeing it is totally different than just knowing it's happened and have it happen. And also, there's people have weird coping mechanisms, and they tend to be in extremes. And her sleeping na- naked is a, a very, uh, it, it would be, a, all right, that's one of the extreme coping na- mechanisms. It could Mecha be. Negatives. Blah, blah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah it could be a coping mechanism like i don't know like we don't know much about her she seems very happy-go-lucky given like her circumstances reading into that too much and that's just the fucking fan service like the show's like we're gonna have fan service and it's just like that that's just like the pointed out in the second episode and i was just like all right they're gonna have fan service every episode cool so like i i I, I think it was just you're just reading into that too much 
I don't know. I just think it's, un- I, I felt that was unrealistic in like a medieval world for like this girl to be sleeping naked in a world where like her parents literally died to a goblin night raid. Like I, I just felt like she would be more on her guard. She would have like a knife by her bed. She would be dressed and like sort of ready to go at any moment. You could argue that like, oh, the goblin slayer kind of lives with her. So she just feels completely at ease because like he'll protect her. Like I think mm-hmm. that might be like the most like reasonable or maybe she's just like, gone the completely you know. other way and is like, well, people die and things happen, so I'm not going to worry about it too much. That's the way some people respond to that. Yeah, stuff. that's true. That that could be it too. But that, like, those are my main problems with the anime. Is just like fucking cowgirl and like the rape <laughs> in the first episode. Honestly, like this show after the first couple episodes has gotten into like a very you know typical like uh, RPG Dungeons and Dragons ish adventure. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I totally agree a- it's like after that. that point, like I don't like I just I just think it's unfortunate that they felt they had to set it up with all this like really dark and gory stuff. But no, I liked it because I, I like totally the dark worse. tone. I, I like the, the dark tone. tone. Yeah, Leo, totally something dark. we can agree yeah. on. First note, I really like the dark tone the show is using. <laughs> I mean, it's by far the it's the most popular show of the season on Mal. It's more popular than Sword Art Online on Mal you as know of what? today. Maybe Leo so. and I are just tired of all the Moe bullshit, and they finally put out something <laughs> yeah. that wasn't totally Moe bullshit, and it's dark, and it's gritty, yeah. and at least it's yeah. it's like a cool drink of water to to. Throw back after oh, all of that sugary yeah. juice. That's what this uh, is. So what, really, what I'm really liking about it is I like how it's kind of putting a realistic twist on what adventuring could really be like. Like, you know, mm. every group that sets out is yeah. not going to make it back. Uh, they might have took it a little bit too far in the first episode, maybe, but mm. I feel like they got their okay. point across. So I'm not bo- really bothered by it at all. I'm... Like Cat was, I was like, I went in here and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be awful. And then I watched it. and I was like, that wasn't that bad. Yeah, uh, like yeah. I wasn't. I was yeah. like, well, no. and like I already said in the second episode, they established there's going to be fan service every single episode. So that's <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. Cool, it's in there. It's anime. Uh, I really like how methodical uh, the Goblin Slayer is about killing the goblins. I thought that mm-hmm. was really neat. I'm I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what more he does. And I would. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching this show. Well, like the things he does make sense. Like, are they're like kind of cruel and harsh, but they make sense. Like, he kills all the babies, and he's like, "Yeah, because they're gonna grow up and they're gonna be bad, and like I'm gonna kill them." Like, I like that. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's Uh, realistic." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That that like feels like I don't know. To me, that feels like a weird slippery slope. That if you apply that to things in like real life. But we're like, not. I don't know. It's, it's just gobl- like it's goblins. Yeah, he, he's applying I know, it to I this like, world. I, I just, he specifically I, like, says that yeah. goblins hold grudges really, really well. So, well, like, I know. Well, when that's they what he up, believes. They're going to fuck up. The everybody. priestess also questions him and is like, "Well, clearly they're not all bad." But like, you know, he's like, "Well, there's enough of them that are bad that like, you know, only a, the only good ones are the ones that never leave their cave." But like, couldn't there be a way that like? goblins and humans could come to some kind of agreement. Well, he does say, he goes, I guess if you looked hard enough, you could find a good goblin a out good there. A good goblin, yeah, like, yeah. so. But, like, is it know. worth it to to take the chance? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> so. The, no, genocide. Woo! Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I don't know. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. It's a little bit simplistic morality-wise, I would say. that That's, I don't know. But, whatever. It's an anime. It's, it's, <laughs> 
No, it's so genocide. And with that, (laughs) (laughs) we will get to the vote. Oh god. All right. Yeah, let's we're gonna take a short break to deliberate now that we've all voiced our opinions and come back with the vote. So we'll be right back. Yes. And we're all back alive. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. The deliberations are over. <laughs> the vote must now begin. <sighs> so, it wouldn't be a new season of anime if this podcast didn't change its format completely mm-hmm. <laughs> yet again. <laughs> We've changed the format so many times. but um, I didn't this go time down around, without a fight, y'all. I was like, no. Oh, this was contentious, yes. This was yes. definitely like, this hard. A, a tough decision to come to. But if you remember when Leo and I were doing the podcast before Cat ever got here, for a while we were doing it weekly, and we really liked doing it weekly, but we just got overwhelmed by the workload, and we were yeah. like, oh, we can't do it. So we moved to a bi-weekly show, but then we didn't like last season how we were falling behind like the shows that were airing. Part of, part of that was Attack on Titan's fault. Like, let's all blame Attack on Titan a little bit. <laughs> but, just uh, blame let's Aaron. Unfairly, let's blame unfairly Aaron. blame Attack on Titan <laughs> for our own But then also, like, the, the yeah. episodes were going so long, and in, and that's, like, a burden not only on, like, like me who edits the episodes, but also on, like, everybody who's the part viewers. of it. Because it's, like, yeah. it's going, and, and us and the viewers for listening to it. So we wanted to make it more accessible, more relevant, because we're closer to the anime as they're airing. And so we decided we're going to go back to weekly releases. Um, but with that, we decided we're going to cut two shows. We're not going to do <sighs> ten shows anymore. We're going to do eight. Which I um, fought because I feel like it's always <laughs> hard to pick the best ones already. But I like the weekly format. and yeah. But And the other thing is that like... If you look back at a bunch of like the past seasons where where we covered anime, there was never a season where like more than eight good anime actually made it to the end with us Very liking true. all. Like, but, I will, never but I will happens. argue that yeah. usually we don't figure out which ones are the good ones until like episode nine. <laughs> Well, well, unless you're me. (laughs) Unless you're me if you want to look at last season. (laughs) Yeah, Leo was on fire. Don't even fucking start. (laughs) Do you really want to go there? No, I don't think so. But anyway, (sighs) so we're going to try. I I understand the logic. I do. And yeah, we still have our mid season cuts, so we can still swap out and everything, but just keep it manageable week by week. We're going to do eight. And so, with that being said, uh yeah, let's uh list off our top ten picks for the season. Uh Leo, do you want to go first from ten to one? Oh, I can. So alright, number ten, Rascal does not believe in Bunny Girl. Number nine, Goblin Slayer. Number eight cool. Gridman, as uh Becom says. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh number seven, Karakuri Circus. Number six, Banana Fish. Uh number five, Double Decker. Number four, JoJo Part Five. Number three, The Girl in Twilight. Number two, Golden Kamui. And number one, my favorite is Zombieland Saga. (laughs) Nice. Good picks. Good picks. Good picks. All right. My top 10, which is now final. I will cross out this not final note that I made. (laughs) Uh, All right. 
Number 10. As much as I think the main character is super boring, Irizuku. I can't believe you ranked that number 10. <laughs> this this was a tough process. Like I had Okay, I will tell the viewers I had so much trouble ranking anime this season. It's it's not that there's like a whole bunch of really great shows. It's that there's a whole there's a couple of really good shows and then a whole bunch that I'm just like, I don't know if I like this or not, but it's, I find it interesting. And like, I think what Kat said during the podcast about how like we would have fun fighting over Irizuku kind of swayed me. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna make that my number 10. Mm-hmm. Um, number nine is also Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Uh, number eight is Bloom Into You. Number seven, I have The Girl in Twilight. Number six, I have Kyoani's Sarune. Number five, Zombieland Saga. Uh, number four, Gridman. <laughs> <laughs> number three, Karakuri Circus. Number two, I have Run with the Wind. And number one, I have Double Decker, which just to me was like the best executed show I've seen this season with the best character designs the best plot and story, the most fun thing I've watched by far. I don't know. It uh, just really captured me. To me. That's really amazing. No. That's okay, though. All right. So, <laughs> we all so have Kat, what are your top ten? Yeah, we're all different. We're all different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so number ten for me is Karakai Circus. Number nine is Banana Fish. Number eight is The Girl in Twilight. Number seven is Suzure Rebrebre. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> archery um, boys, cute archery boys. Yes, hot, hot <laughs> sexy ass archery boys. Um, six is Rascal does not bream. Oh, you know, bunny, the bunny anime. I don't know why it has such a fucking long name. It's stupid. Um, five is Irozuku. Four is Goblin Slayer. Three is Kamui. Two is Zombieland Saga, and one is Run with the Wind. Okay. Wow. So. What's that bring? I love me yeah. some sports anime, all right? <laughs> so, so f- from all that, we can get to our five consensus picks. So, Leo, do you want to list off our top five picks by right. consensus? Yes. At uh, number five, Karakuri Circus. At number four, that I didn't even vote for, ended up being Run with the Wind. Hype. <laughs> uh, number yes. three to becomes much dismay is Golden Kamui's second yeah! season. But I to Johnny Cat's delight. Yes. <laughs> to pretty much everybody's agreement, number two is Girl in the Twilight. Which and is really surprising. I don't know how that pick is going to last. Like, when we look back on it, we might be like, we were crazy. We but I, all, I like that show. We all three <laughs> this agreed may- this may fail or it may be good, but we don't know. And yeah. at number one, which everybody should have guessed at this point, is Zombieland Saga. Hi. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Now, Locks, Becom, you're the first to go. <laughs> oh, we don't yeah, even we know all, yet. We all we know. Really I know yet, what everybody. he's going to do. We're, all, we're staring at the blank doc. Also, we're, it, we, we're just going on whatever Becom types in this right now and what the rest of us mm. type. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I So, like, I we have only one lock each this time. Uh, instead of our our two like hard and soft locks last time, yeah, I know. So it can. really has to be like the mm-hmm. one show we really want to follow. Um, <sighs> and like I, I guess like I don't know. I listed it as my number one. I have to stick to my guns. If I'm wrong, I'll change it. But Double Decker is going to be my lock. Okay, right, I okay. really like this that, show. That was my prediction. I'm glad so you went Leo, with you it. You are next. It made my my pick a little bit better and. Uh, 
I'm not going with my next logical one in my rankings. I'm actually going to save uh, Banana Fish. That's what I thought hey, you were going to do, okay. too. Yeah, that's good. I like Banana okay. Fish. Okay. What was my next one? That was... Uh, um, Gridman, I think. Wait, no, that was no, me. JoJo. Oh, no, JoJo. And I was like, there's no oh, way he's that, yeah. he would not do that. So, I trust. Okay. I, I tr- I'm getting to know y'all. Okay, so this puts me in a very difficult situation because, like... Yeah, I do not envy your position. Is, right they, they have fucked <laughs> me. Sucks. They have royally fucked me because, like... <laughs> Now I have to pick between Goblin Slayer and Irozuku, which I both, I like both of them. But let's be honest, both of these anime are like the anime that are very interesting and they interest me a lot, but like they could, they could fuck me over so bad, right? Like they're both anime where like, Mm -hmm. if it goes downhill, it, it goes down. Like Goblin Slayer, I feel like it could be really interesting. It could also devolve into some boring shit, like in episode five. And then we're stuck with it. And, like, we're sad, mm-hmm. right? Well, at episode five, we, you could well, well, you know, you know do one I'm more saying. episode yeah. and you could switch it. But, but like, it could, it yeah, could devolve true. into some boring shit. Or, like, Irozuku, we could think it's going to be really interesting and then we could just be really irritated with it. Because it ends up being, like, And I feel no the plot. same way, honestly, about the next couple of choices you have, like, Rascal and Sarune. Like, I could totally go either way on either of those shows. Like... Mm-hmm. Rascal has been interesting up to now, but it has like a lot of elements of just like a boring anime at the same time. Sarune is really gorgeous, but also is a ton like free, and we've already seen free. Um, I don't know. My concern, it's up to my you, concern <laughs> with Rascal or Bunny Girl Senpai or whatever is that even though I think it has a better chance than the other two of having an interesting plot down the line and like covering something of meaning. I'm also concerned about them leaning too heavily on the harem aspect, um, which I'm mm-hmm. not really a fan of. Yeah. Um, but I still think of yeah. these three, I don't trust, I like watching Irizuku. I don't trust them not to make it boring in the second half. Right. I also don't trust Goblin Slayer not to make it boring in the second half. I think Rascal, or I'm just going to call it Bunny. I think it probably has the best chance of actually having an interesting plot that we can talk about later on in the season, which is what I'm looking for. So right now I'm going to pick Bunny, but know, listeners, Mm. that of these three shows, this was my least one I'm excited about. I'm picking this solely based on the fact that future down the road i feel like it will be better not because i am more interested in it i'm taking one for y'all i'm taking one for the team man i was i was hoping you were going to go with goblin slayer personally <sighs> but okay i like goblin slayer so much but like i feel like later on it's gonna get boring I don't know. Maybe I'll be wrong. I think it's already kind of started to get a little bit yeah. boring. I was That's totally, opinion, I totally loved episode two. So I, I didn't mind it. Well, I meant like three years. Yeah, I've seen episode what three. What I'm saying four, is, like, after yeah. a few more episodes, I'm wondering what they're even going to do with it. And I'm like, do I want to be stuck with this thing that then is boring? And like the same issue with Irozuku. Like, if they don't, if they don't introduce some plot 
point that's like very mysterious. I'm like, oh, she came back to solve this. And it's only about her development, which could be a possibility. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to be pissed off at it. And I don't want that. And I feel like at least with Bunny Girl, like they have to address some deeper pop point because of these like power things. Right. So hopefully they'll give us something. <laughs> yeah, I, I like your logic. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally back this kind of logic. Yeah, I think it will be interesting to talk about for sure. So yeah, all right, our top ten. Sorry, God, I'm back in last season. <laughs> our top eight. <laughs> our top eights are Zombieland Saga, The Girl in Twilight, Golden Kamui Second Season, Run with the Wind, Karakuri Circus. And then my lock of Double Decker, Leo's lock of Banana Fish, and Kat's lock of Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Yeah. So that's it. We have finally finished our impressions for fall 2018. Uh, and so we will start getting into weekly reviews starting next week. Uh, yeah. So, and you yeah. know what comes with weekly, weekly reviews? Cat What's verbally that? assaulting me with a... I'm, I'm sorry. Cat <laughs> verbally threatening me with a physical... <laughs> assault every fucking week Yay! now <laughs> it's all right Leo. i think you you could take it you, you take love it. me you know you can do it <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you for listening to cat's verbal assaults on your ears you love it and don't mine, you all and leo's remember to like follow and subscribe to us Secret on youtube masochist. To get updates on new podcasts or videos. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Oh, and by the way, it's on Spotify now as well. So you can check us out there. There's a link in the description. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Nerddom and Other for updates and info. And with that, we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Later, everybody.